This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? I'm Ben. And I'm Ashley. And we are back and ready and excited to bring you another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm telling you what, Ashley, our email has been filled up this week um, with one of the most surprising topics um, that we've ever talked about. And I didn't think it would be as popular as it is, but it's the daddy topic. It's so bananas how many opinions you guys have on this. I mean, I, I knew uh, when Vinny said it. I was a little confused. I had heard it a couple times. I just didn't realize that this is actually a thing that is sweeping the world. I mean, we have people from the Philippines emailing us saying, you know, I don't know about this daddy thing, but I could see why it would be attractive. And we also have people all over the world saying, yeah, I don't get it at all. I um, have been thinking about it a lot this week, and I'm kind of liking the whole, like, oh, he's a daddy. Like, I like that kind of. You're a weirdo. I but don't, I don't like I would never, But I would never, ever say tell my significant other, like, I never call him daddy, but well, he's a daddy. I kind of get that now. Yeah, well, we have Lexi. One of the We pulled out a couple of emails here. I just want to scan through a couple of them. We have Lexi email us. Um, speaking of calling their significant other daddy, uh, Lexi says she calls her significant other daddy. Um, it's It all comes from humor. Um but it's also used as a place of, uh, to bring him comfort. Uh, she, says it, she says it in a fun, loving, uh, kind of joking way. She goes, whenever my boyfriend does something I find sexy. See, this is the part that I don't get. Sexy and, and daddy should not come together. But whenever I find that my boyfriend does something sexy, I jokingly say, oh, daddy. And while I say it in a joking tone, he knows I also mean business. <laughs> wait, 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 you have to read this. I feel like it comes from some women's desire to be dominated in the bedroom because most women see their fathers as an authority figure oh yeah this is a whole level of creepy (laughs) let's move on to jillian now okay (laughs) lexi i get where you're coming from but we we, we should stop it there um (laughs) jillian emails us and says she just thinks it's inappropriate um there's no reason why any girl should call their guy daddy um but she says maybe She's trying to figure it out with us right here. She goes, maybe it comes from a place of kind of like a desire to have babies with the guy. Like she actually wants him to be the daddy of her kids. Um, I mean, I guess I don't know women that well, but I feel like we're really digging deep for that. Wait, Ashley, I have a question because somebody did mention this to me. What do you call your father? Well, I call him dad or daddy. Me and that's too. Why I said last week that it was disturbing because like in my phone, it's under daddy and it depends like. It depends on how I'm, I'm feeling. Obviously, like, if I want something, I'd be like, Daddy! You know, Daddy! But, like, if I'm just, like, hey, if I have a question for him, like, I need, like, some financial, like, advice or whatever, I'd be like, hey, Dad? Dad? You know what I mean? It's different. So, so does he respond to both, Ashley? I mean, I feel like as a father, if my daughter was in the, like, in the bottom floor and I was upstairs, she's telling, Daddy! Daddy! I just would ignore <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen one day. It certainly will. So my uncle will still call my grandmother mommy. And I think that is so weird. He's 57 years old. What do you call your mom, Ben? What do you call your mom and dad? Mother. Mom. Mother. Mother? mother? Yeah. You call her mother? Yeah, sometimes I go, hey, mother. 
It's like a (laughs) – yeah, or mom. I mean, that's the weird part of this whole thing is – I mean, there is this level, and I thought about it last – this week as we were reading through these emails. There's this level of, like, calling somebody daddy does have this connotation now where it is a little more sexy. It is a little flirtatious. It is lighthearted. But, like, I don't want to cross this boundary because I don't want this, like, daddy to become this very, like – flirty like word that's used and then women like women like you Ashley have to look back and be like I've called my dad daddy for the last 20 years and now I feel so awkward I like how strongly you feel like you actually want to start a campaign like the anti-daddy campaign I do and I think honestly um there's one other email that I want to read through here before we move on that might agree with me on this um Isabella um she says it's just awkward to refer to anybody as daddy it's disgusting and it has become a thing for girls to call their boyfriends daddy especially when it's getting intimate that's just wrong in every possible way I cringe at the thought of it Isabella you and I are on the same team here I have to mention this. Um, I'm reading these emails along with Ben, and he keeps taking out the compliments towards himself. Like Lexi says, Ben is the hottest man in the history of the known universe, and I have a small poster of him in my room, even though I'm in college, and he is a total daddy. And then Isabella goes, I would call Ben a hottie if I saw him walking down the street. I find it so attractive. these uh, compliments. Because <laughs> he just can't read them himself. But I thought everybody out there should know. Oh, well, speaking of daddies, one oh, of my no. personal favorites, Joe Jonas, got engaged this weekend. Oh, and, and my heart is breaking. And I heart is breaking. My heart or like I heart. <laughs> my my um, heart or I heart, both, I'd say. I don't know. Okay, well, for all of the people who out there know me, um, they introduced me on The Bachelor um, as somebody who's gone to 27 Jonas Brothers concerts. Like, in all seriousness, I had a fan base before I was even appearing on TV because they let out some facts about some of the girls on Crystal season. And one of mine was I've been to 27 Jonas Brothers concerts. And I got so many girls who were like, oh, I'm going to like this girl. So, I mean... I can do an entire podcast about my love of the Jonas Brothers, boy bands in general. As yeah, let's not. Yeah, no, but we're no, not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I do want to tell a funny story from last year when I kind of knew that Sophie Turner may be Joe's one, his the love of his life. All right, so... Obviously, Joe was the object of all of my affection from the ages of 19 to 22. And Joe, he knows this. It's very embarrassing. Um, he he knew that I was a stalker fan, and then somehow I became on The Bachelor, and then he had to like run into me backstage at events, and it was just very abnormal. Um, but eventually, I actually got kind of friendly with them. Um, and Nick especially thinks I'm not so creepy anymore. Nick thinks I'm a weirdo and hilarious, and I would call as friendly so I've hung out with the guys before but every time I hang out with Joe he always has a girlfriend like one time we were all hanging out like a big group of us no I've never hooked up with a Jonas brother I know that those questions are inevitable so I'm just putting that out there so we were hanging out like a group of 10 of us and he was with Gigi and then last year I was at the iHeart we were at iHeart festival And Joe was backstage, and he came up and said hi to me. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I should get back on this Joe Jonas train. He's single. So then for, like, four weeks, I was totally 
in my head like, oh, this Joe thing could actually happen now. And then I was like asking Amy, like, hey, Amy, if there are any DNCE concerts, like you got to get me back there. Do you remember that? Yeah, which I did. (laughs) So then we're at Jingle Ball and I'm I go to the DNCE after party. My best friend is there with me. DNCE? I'm I'm losing it. (laughs) Cake by the Ocean. Joe's band. DNCE. That doesn't stand for Cake by the Ocean. No, you know the song Cake by the Ocean. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I know the song, but what is the acronyms? Like oh, what does it mean? Oh, I don't know what DNCE stands for. I don't oh, okay. know that it really Let me, hey, does. You know what? While you're talking, I'm going to email a true super fan and find that out. Okay. 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 Ha ha ha. So I've been I've been really under control and calm and not like not as crazy zombie. We used to call each other zombies, Jonas zombies. Um. So okay. Gosh, so, so fast good. forward from I'm the festival so in September, right you guys. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. For me? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Ashley, but this okay. is horrible. Okay, well, it's about to get worse. Okay, so that was at the festival, the iHeart Festival in September, when I started putting these thoughts back into my head. My 22-year-old self was coming back to life, and I was thinking that Joe Jonas was a viable option for me. And then, come like the first week of December, we were at iHeart's Jingle Balls in New York City, and uh, I go to the DNC after party. My best friend and I are there we're with Tanya from iHeart. If you guys may know Tanya, she's also been on Becca's podcast lately. And uh, so at this party, chatting with Nick Jonas, and I tell Nick, I go, so I'm going to go talk to your brother for like the first time in my life. Because even though we've hung out in the same vicinity before, we've like never had a conversation. Joe's always like, hi, good to see you. Like really soft spoken and like gives me a hug and then like that's it. So I go, I am a little drunk and I go, Nick, I'm gonna go talk to him. And then he's like, okay. And then I go over, Joe's by himself at the bar. He's got like one friend, but they're not talking. So I'm like, this is my opportunity. And I knew that he was dating Sophie Turner, but I thought it was just like a fling and I thought they were together for like six weeks. You know, what the heck does that mean? So I go over to Joe And I go, hey, so my best friend is talking to your brother, so I just thought I'd come over here and say hi to you. And then he goes, hi. And that was was it. And then I, I waited a beat. I waited like 30 seconds to see if he'd say anything else. He didn't. So I pivot turned and I was like, and that is the most demoralized I've ever been in my entire life. And people people tell me, I think it's just because he's dating someone and he must yeah. really like her. And well, he liked her enough to propose. So there we go. Yeah. I mean, you, did, you didn't cause that breakup. All right. Is, that, is this story done? <laughs> Okay, the story's done, and you guys might think it's silly, but there's going to be a lot of people that really appreciate that story. Oh, I'm sure. All right, let me break this down then. So much more, but Desiree's on hold, so maybe we come back to this after Desiree. Okay, you want to? Because sure, for sure. All right, let's do it. Let's get Des on the phone. Yeah, that's a good idea because I need a a a minute and a drink. (laughs) <laughs> After all of that, um, speaking of drinks, we have a new sponsor who is one of my favorites that we've ever had, uh, not just because they're great, but because I enjoy their products very much. We are now announcing our new sponsor, Saucy. Saucy is this incredible, incredible idea put out there. It is like the Uber and Lyft for alcohol. So here's the deal. So I'm introducing Saucy, the alcohol delivery app. 
Saucy delivers your favorite wine, beer, and liquor right to your door on demand. So, if you're in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, San Diego, or Sacramento, your Saucy order will arrive at your door in 30 minutes or less ready to drink. For the rest of us, like myself who live in Denver, Saucy will deliver beer, wine, and liquor to your door in two days or less nationwide. That's anywhere, even worse on Indiana, that small little beautiful town that I grew up in. There are no order minimums, no delivery fees. Let me repeat that because this is the thing that I don't think people understand with, that, with Saucy that makes it actually so great. There are no delivery fees. So you don't have to run to the store. The same price you pay at the store is the same price that will show up to your door. If you got the Saucy app, Saucy spelled S-A-U-C-E-Y, you've got a fully stocked bar on your phone. I mean it. And for a limited time, you get $15 off when you download the Saucy app and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. That's the Saucy app spelled S-A-U-C-E-Y and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS for $15. Get the Saucy app today and use promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS for $15 off. I'm telling you. I'm telling you all out there, you don't have to get up from your couch anymore. I mean, that's the life we're living in now. Just, just pick up your phone, order your drink, order your food, order your TV, order your concert. Shoot, you know, we'll all get lazy and we'll sit on our couch. It's worth it for Saucy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like going out. I'd much rather just have my friends over get some Saucy. <laughs> Speaking of saucy, we have one of the, uh, can I say, sauciest, most liked, most loved, most appreciated people ever in Bachelor Nation on the phone with us right now. Maybe our, our biggest guest ever, Desiree Hardstock. Are you out there? <laughs> I'm here. Thanks for having me. How are you hey, doing? We're great. How are you? How's Chris? Good. Good. We're doing good. Just, just hanging out, getting ready for fall. I mean, that's an exciting time in life. I remember a time where I was so excited. The first time I ever met you and Chris, um, you were two of the best people I've ever met, and I mean this. Oh, uh, we were on the uh, we did a McDonald's commercial together. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And at that time, you you hadn't had your your child yet, right? No, no, that was that was man, how, how long ago? That was like two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting up there in age. It's been a while since uh, <laughs> since we did that. But you and Chris You're both. You're the old crowd. <laughs> that's right. And, and it was amazing to me because I was so nervous during that time in my life. It was while The Bachelor was airing. And um, I was so nervous. And you and Chris just really uh, were, I, I, I want to say down to earth, but that just makes you sound like, no, you're just great people. And you were fun. And you made me, I remember after walking out of that commercial shoot, walking out of there going, okay, I'm going to be okay. Like if people oh. um, can come out of this and be as awesome as them, like I don't think I'll completely lose myself. I'll just do it a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you to say. Well, we, we thought the same too when we first met you. Well, I hope that's continued. You, you still yeah. live up to it. You still live up to it. <laughs> he <laughs> certainly does. He's the greatest. He Aww. does. Your hey. baby Asher is turning one this week in two days. Yes. What are the big plans for his first birthday? Well, ironically, um, my both of my um, sister-in-laws, we all had babies the same week. <laughs> so we're doing a joint birthday with the other two. So there's three of them that were all born within a week of each other. Oh, wow. That's crazy. What are you doing? Uh, we're just keeping it low, with, low key with some family. Are they dressing up Nothing for Halloween too, at all during this party? I think, 
Uh, no, but that's actually a good idea. We'll, oh we'll be doing trick-or-treating uh, later, but that actually is a good idea. We could dress them up as, you know, whatever. The thing with one-year-old birthday parties is that it's usually for the parents. It's not really for the kids. Right. They don't have a clue. Right. I've never been, like, a big fan of, like, big birthdays for kids, like Kardashian-esque birthday parties for these kids. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. they're not going to remember this. They're not even going to be able to participate. <laughs> no, no, yeah, never. But it's fun. It's been a lot of fun. I just can't believe this whole year has just flown by. Um, we wanted, um, We were talking about daddies before, and we were talking about, like, uh, how attractive a daddy, uh, how attractive that women can find guys as fathers. Like, does yes. have you been more attracted to Chris as a dad? Absolutely. There's something so special about like the bond that they have with their child, and it's been so cute now that Asher is like a little older and like he's walking, and um, you can just tell the the bond that he has too with Chris. And I don't know, it's so cute. Oh my gosh! I mean, I guess my because I've met Chris right before he's a father. Like, what are his best qualities as a father then? Uh, his best qualities, I mean, he's very thoughtful. And I think that's just always been a quality that he mm-hmm. has. But he always makes sure that, like, I'm taken care of, that Asher's taken care of, and, like, as a family we're taken care of. Um, I think that's just, you know, that's just his innate quality that he has. And that's, like, one of the coolest parts to me is when I met you two. And, um, you know, Ashley and I have talked about it a lot. Ashley truly believes that this show can bring love about, and you're the perfect example Absolutely. for it. And now you've started this little family, and, and we've talked um, to Carly and Evan, who you know, are getting ready to start oh, this family, yeah. where I've already kind of joined together so in there to, for this new family. I mean, what is it like now? I'm, I'm really interested in this. Looking back on your time as The Bachelorette, to see how that ended, to know how you met Chris, and now looking at your family today, does it just kind of feel surreal now, or does it all make sense? Like, what is your, your take oh, on the whole experience? I mean, it's so surreal. I think no matter where you meet, though, like even just – Entering into parenthood is such a huge step, and you have to, like, make sure you are with the right person. Um, and I think, I mean, with the show, yeah, it's definitely an interesting way to meet your significant other, but it totally works. And just like any other relationship, you, like, you meet on The Bachelor, you meet in a coffee shop, whatever, but mm-hmm. you have to spend time to get to know each other and obviously know that you're going to be good parents and good, you know, partners for each other through life and um when I look back it's just I mean it honestly feels like it's been 10 years uh because we're so far removed from you know who we were when we first met now we've just grown so much so it's it's weird sometimes to look back yeah we still watch it it's been I mean it's been a little harder um since having Asher to like stay involved but we love watching it. It's so much fun. And I love seeing the relationships form. I remember watching like, your season. I was in grad yeah. school and I was with a, with a guy friend. And he was like, would you ever go on this show? And I was like, mm, yeah, probably. If I could find a guy like Chris, I would. That's- That's, yeah, there you go. That's so funny. But, I mean, look what happened. And now you guys have this awesome show. Are you guys dating anyone? Oh, that's a great question, Ashley. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> we go on dates. Yeah, we're not, we. not dating anyone exclusively. Yeah, well, no. I'll say like we. We already get enough rumors out there, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley goes and dates other people. I, you know, I, I'm trying. Would um, you guys ever go back I, on Bachelor in Paradise? 
Oh, paradise. Probably not paradise, but I never say no. never. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should just create your own like dating show on this. On this podcast. little podcast that we're doing, it's I mean, that's not, not a bad idea. That's not I a bad idea. Guys, we're all about I, finding love. Yeah, I think you guys should choose someone for the other, like to go on a blind date. I think we that tried was that. But we never did it. So we'll get back to it. Um, you know, okay. we started out this whole podcast with the goal to find Ashley a partner because I just wasn't ready at that time. Um, the that thing was the is, goal of our podcast? <laughs> maybe it was the goal of this podcast for me. I guess I didn't fill you in on Ashley. My bad. My bad. Um, Desiree, I have one question for you. And, and before, because yeah. I know you have some stuff I really want to highlight here, um, but you don't get to ask many people this from the franchise. And, and it is a personal question, so if you want to answer to high level, that's completely fine. But So you come off the show with Chris. When did you know? Like, when was the moment you looked at him and go, okay, yes, this actually will be an, I, my husband and the father to my children? Because I, I haven't talked to anybody that's came off this show yet with a partner and been, you know, there's been things that they've learned about each other. There's been really tough situations. There's been difficulty. There's been the questions. Mm-hmm. When were you super confident that you and Chris were going to be with each other forever? Honestly, I swear to you, when, like, when he proposed, because, I mean, obviously, whatever my season showed, they didn't show, like, we talked about so much prior to him even getting down on one knee that, like, we were set in what our future would look like. Like, we knew before he proposed, like, I would move to Seattle because I didn't really have roots in California and it just made the most sense. And then if it didn't work out in a year, then we would revisit that. But I don't know. I think like, I knew that, I I guess I I take that back. I knew that we would obviously see like where it would go and that it did feel completely right. But um, I think after the first year of being together, because that first year is always the hardest as I'm sure, you know, you know, too, in any relationship, it's the hardest, but it's definitely it's especially hard after coming off a show because of, you know, everyone else also interested in your personal life. Mm-hmm. But, I get it. No, that first year is yeah. is hard. And that's the thing that people don't understand. You know, it's, it, I uh, actually was just talking to Rachel about this the other day at Lip Sync Battle. Oh, yeah. And she goes, it's crazy because as soon as the press is done reality starts. And so like, I mean, it literally, I remember the moment for, for me where everybody left, you know, the, 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 TV cameras and the handlers and the, and the producers all left. And it was just myself and my relationship to kind of figure out. And it is a weird feeling. Um, and it's really great that you two made it out and that you, you now are starting this family. Um, but you've also started your own little deal with a wedding drop yeah. dresses, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. I've, yeah. So I've always, I mean, even prior to the show, I was in the wedding industry and I loved helping brides find their dresses, but I also have a design background. So ever since I was like 19, I knew that I wanted to design dresses. So it's just been awesome to be able to really bring that to life. And um, I don't know. I mean, obviously a lot of it has helped from the platform of the show and I will always be grateful for, you know, that opportunity. Um, But it feels so good to finally be doing what, what I am meant to be doing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, so yeah, I launched my first, like debut collection by myself. Um, I did partner with a company a few years ago, but now this is like I'm on my own and I'm just designing a bunch of wedding dresses and I love it. If you could dress 
any of the unmarried bachelor couples. So um, would oh, you rather, would unmarried. you like to dress Caitlin, Raven, or Rachel? Oh, that's such a good question. Great question, Ashley. Man, just a <laughs> um, Can I say all three? Sure. Um, I would definitely no, but... no, you can't. <laughs> Ashley, no, she can't. You're right. No, she can't. That's really you know bad what? journalism. I think I would like to dress Caitlin because she, because um, I have more of a boho like style with my design, and so I think she would be more open to like an edgier look. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, what is and then I can one dress mis- you someday. Okay, okay, I'm down. <laughs> Let's just like you know, we got a little while, but I will remember this. Um, what is one big mistake that brides make? You've had so much interaction with brides. Oh yeah, one mistake. Um, I think. Um, oh man, they make a ton though. Um, <laughs> you can list them. Stress- I know there's such a it's such a stressful time for people that it shouldn't be, but. Um, I think a lot of times they put too much weight on other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge mistake because it's your day and, it, you know, it's hopefully only going to happen once. And so you want to make sure that it's everything you want and not what your friends want or your family or your mom, you know. How much say yes to the dress did you watch while putting together this line? <laughs> I love say yes to the dress. I I could watch it every day. And Me it, like, too. even just background, just like in the background, even if I'm like just, you know, doing it's, house stuff. It's the best background it comfort is. show. It I is. I love it. Yeah. Do you watch it too, Ben? <laughs> it's just comforting. I mean, there's nothing that stresses me out less than yesterday. <laughs> I have one final question for you, Des, about wedding yeah. dresses. How much do you think ladies should spend on their dress? Because some of these girls go in to say yes to the dress with really low budgets. And some of them, you're like, why would you ever spend $12,000 on a dress? Totally. I'm all for affordability and budgeting because my whole thing, too, is like no one should go into debt over a wedding at all. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I mean, I'm trying to keep my, like my line is the dresses range anywhere from two to three thousand um and that's pretty average and i don't i don't think anyone should spend more than five yeah Mm -hmm. that's as much as my car is worth right now (laughs) 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 it really is yeah i just got i just got an insurance check for forty five hundred dollars for hail damage and so i know exactly how much of mine is worth so seriously (laughs) yeah so we can go into that if if you're excited about talking about hail damage but um (laughs) i didn't hear about the hail in denver it was brutal. Um, it was absolutely brutal. But does it really appreciate you coming on? You you yeah, really are um, a, a person from this franchise that uh, I you know I'm proud to be affiliated with and associated with. Oh, thank and you. Please tell Chris hello from Ashley and I, and and give your little boy Asher a hug. Aww. Oh, I will. He's the best. Yeah, we'll just him give him a big old hug uh, from the Almost Famous <laughs> podcast. Yes, when he can speak. We want him to be our first baby guest. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank, love it. thank you, Desiree. And make sure everybody to check out um, – DesireeHeartstock.com to visit uh, all the stuff she's going on, she's doing, and any wedding dress shopping that you're interested in. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks, Desiree. All right, take care. You know, Ashley, I haven't thought a lot 
about what I'm going to wear on my wedding day. Um, I've considered it a, a few times, but one thing I do know I'm going to wear is what kind of underwear I'm going to wear, and that's <laughs> me undies. Okay, here's the deal. On the wedding day, you got to feel and look good and make sure everything's in its proper place with the perfect amount of comfort, and that's exactly what MeUndies does. Let me talk to you about MeUndies for a little bit, okay? Yeah. MeUndies is the best underwear you will ever own. And I, I said that, right? I, I don't want to lie to you, Ashley. It is the best underwear you will ever own. MeUndies no, will I be know. the most. Yeah, I know you know. You're all about it. I'm getting it. giddy, giddy talking about MeUndies. Every time I do this spot, you cut me off about halfway through because you just want to talk about it and finish because you're such a fan. But here's the deal. For the purpose of this segment, so so it's smooth and not awkward and everybody can hear all the MeUndies stuff, I'm going to keep telling about MeUndies. MeUndies will be the most comfortable pair of underwear you'll ever own, made from a sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that is three times softer than cotton. Ultimate feel-good undies, when you want to feel naked but not be naked. For the fellas, MeUndies diamond seam pouch cradles your jewels and gives your stuff the support it needs without feeling too tight. I'm telling you, if you want to get a little more confidence, put a pair of MeUndies on, stand in front of the mirror and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, Ladies will love the soft, eco-friendly fabric, so so it's soft and touchable. I don't even know what that means. 100% satisfaction guarantee. They guarantee you will love your undies or the money back. So right now, here's our offer with the Almost Famous Podcast. Right now, MeUndies has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first pair and free shipping. And MeUndies is so sure you will love their underwear. They even offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You order a pair, and if you don't love your first pair, get a full refund. This is a no-brainer to try. 20% off, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Honestly, what are you waiting for? So, to get your 20% off, free shipping, and their 100% satisfaction guarantee, Go to MeUndies.com slash Almost Famous. That's MeUndies.com slash Almost Famous. This is a limit time offer. So what are you waiting for? Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed my life. It will change my life on my wedding day. It gives me more confidence. It's time to let MeUndies change your world. Go to MeUndies.com slash Almost Famous right now. You know, there's a lot of science, I guess, behind guys feeling comfortable in their underwear, cradling jewels. I, I agree. There's a lot of science, and it's just pretty self-explanatory. Why? So before we get too dark again on this podcast, let's go back <laughs> to a second to a topic that we didn't quite get to finish, okay? This is the Joe Jonas story. Okay. We were just talking on it. Ashley, I have a question for you, okay? Yes. Here's the deal. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be honest with me because it's a topic that a lot of people deal with, and I hear you talk about it often. So if you saw Joe Jonas, okay, first off, I want to make a comment. For him just to look at you and say hi, no matter if he's <laughs> a girlfriend or not, is, is just – how you still are so hyped up on this guy is impressive because I, if I ever did that to a woman, I guarantee you they would walk away and never be as giggly and excited to talk about me as you are with Joe Jonas. Well, you're right. I mean, it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, I don't know. I obviously knew at that point it was never going to happen between us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you didn't and know that, that point, before. That, that was honest- the moment that you realized that. Yes. You, you really went up there thinking like this could be the one. 
No, no, no. Dead serious thought like this could be the time in our lives where we'd actually date. You don't even know. Like one time I gave them a gift, like when they were on tour during their little bit longer tour, like I gave them each personalized gifts. I and think to that go, was the moment they realized you weren't the one. Is well, when you probably, gave them <laughs> probably. They were playing softball, so we got them like really decorated softball bats. Um, don't yeah, very weird. But then eight years later, I'm like, okay, okay, we're here at the same party. I was invited as an iHeart guest. I walked the same red carpet he did. I think that maybe he can look at me a little bit more as an equal, a little bit less as a creeper fan. Yeah. And I'm like, and his his brother thinks I'm hysterical. We have great conversation. He he'll be no, fine. he said hi to you. That's not great conversation, actually. No, no, no. Me and Nick. Nick and me and Nick. And then, like, Kevin thinks I'm cool. Um, But Joe, just he has zero desire to speak to me. So if you saw the Jonas Brothers separately walking down the street, okay, and, and they weren't famous. They were just they're just themselves. They they're software salesmen. They're car salesmen, and the one guy worked at Zara. We okay, know that a lot of software salesmen aren't just guys. I, I, I no, I'm just saying the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Just the, we're just talking about. That. Would you find them as attractive as they are today? Uh, probably. I think the only thing I would think of is like, oh, they're kind of short, but their faces are gorgeous. Okay, that's my. Okay, so that's, this is a topic that I, I want our uh, listeners to email in about. Okay, what celebrities question. are found to be so attractive, both male and female? What celebrities are found to be so attractive? But if you saw them on the street and they weren't famous, would you say, okay, I don't see it? I mean, because I think that's the thing, right? For some reason, we're obsessed with celebrity. We're obsessed with the idea of that person's famous, and as a result, they're more attractive. But in reality, is that really fair? And why is it? Why do we feel that way? This is a great, great question, and I have two answers for you. Okay. One, Here. Harry Styles. If I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, holy f***ing <laughs> Who is that person, and why aren't they famous? That face <laughs> and that speaking voice. If, if he just said, hello, I, don't, I can't do it. Then I'd be like, what in the world? Who is this person? But then... Um, because I think that Harry Styles, even with his name, was just destined to be famous. Like, you can't have that face, that warmth, that talent, yeah. the name we got without, being, yeah, without being famous. He was meant to be famous. My yeah. other celebrity crush, who I don't think I would have, who I don't know if he would have such an overcoming feeling for me mm-hmm. if I just saw him passing by, is Milo Ventimiglia. I think that this man is quite something. It may have to do with his character on the show, but can I just tell a story really quick? <clears throat> I know my stories are yeah. long and boring, but no, they're exciting um, and they're anticlimactic. Okay, yeah, they they, they 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 are, and so is this one. So, love this is us. Think his ch- character Jack on This Is Us is just magical like he's a great dad he just exudes this warmth right Mm -hmm. but like i didn't think he was the hottest that i never really thought he was the hottest thing but Mm. then i went to this panel discussion in may with all the this is us cast and he came on stage and something about his in-person presence overwhelmed me and i just think he it can do no wrong Really? I mean, that's great. I mean, that's, but it's true, right? So there's a couple people that hold themselves um, very well in person. There's other people that don't. And I think all the listeners, please email in with any celebrity that you think is so attractive right now. But if you really broke it down and you considered who they were 
and if they weren't famous, would you find them less attractive? I'm just interested. My two answers, Milo and Harry, I think they would have an even greater effect on me in real life than they do as like a celebrity. Um, but Brian I guess, Lyle Levitt. But who? That guy who? Gets, gets me. Lyle Levitt. <laughs> you mean Julia Roberts, like ex-husband? Yeah, I mean, he landed Julia Roberts, so there's obviously something going on there, right? There obviously is. Yeah, all right. Who has a great effect on you while watching them on screen? Who's your celebrity crush? Yeah. I mean, my celebrity crush has always been Jennifer Aniston. I mean, she, her, Halle Berry and Jennifer Aniston have had my uh, youthful heart since that the day so I basic first played Idaho. That is like basic man. That's and that's completely fair. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> totally okay being a basic man, Ashley. Did you ever see January Jones talking about you on Corden? No, what's no, what's that about? Uh, somebody emailed us about it, so I recently watched it on YouTube. She basically was talking about how she likes The Bachelor and she's got a crush on Ben. And then she talks about you for maybe like a minute, and then she switches real quick to Nick. So you yeah. you were in and out very quickly. But yeah, I mean, what about you and January Jones? Yeah, because she might be into it. I mean, January Jones is, I mean, maybe one of the most beautiful people in Hollywood. Um, I haven't seen this yet. Uh, I'm a little bit, I don't know how to respond to this. Is there a future with January and I? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you it never was up know. to her, she she would do it. Her publicist seems to be shooting it down. She says oh, really? that on there. Yeah, she says because she yeah. wanted to maybe be the bachelorette, and then her publicist said no. Yeah, my oh, publicist is I... shutting it down, too. Yeah, they just don't. <laughs> Guys, like right I had a publicist joke I was going to say. I was going to say, well, we'll have Ben's publicist, a.k.a. Amy, call her publicist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, that's nice of January to say. It's always nice to hear somebody give you a compliment, especially when it's on national television. So, January, if you're listening to the Almost Famous podcast, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for making me feel a little bit better about myself today than I did about now hour ago um but i'll have to watch that to see exactly what, what she's she talking wanted about. to call you daddy um we would have to talk about that i i don't see that being a great move by january <laughs> if she wants to make this a long-term relationship um, um hey, okay i know this is so random but i love this conversation i know you do because it's about yes it, ashley this is right down your avenue like this is I your know, this so is I your sweet spot questions like, i know you do your, but the listeners don't want to cr- know about who i find crush I think who's people do want to know who your man crush is. Oh, that's easy. Um, it would have to be either Harrison Ford or Kevin Costner. Very basic. You're just classic. You're just classic Ben. I don't know why that's basic. Kevin Costner <laughs> is is an is like an alpha. Like he is. He's a mountain man. He's an actor. He runs a ranch. Like that's that's a solid human being. Like that, that is, is not basic. S- solid reason to have a man crush on someone too i really appreciate how well thought out that is mine is olivia culpo and she also thinks i'm a nut (laughs) (laughs) actually hold up why why is it that every single celebrity that you love that you stalk like stop creeping them out no i just happen to run into them and i'm like very fangirl because well with girl crushes you're able to fangirl because you're not going to try to marry them so at that very same night with my joe jonas encounter i met olivia for the first time it was really cool i was calm and then like i guess i've just tweeted her one too many times and then i saw her at a wedding that i went to with jared last month and she was like yeah i know we like tweet at each other sometimes i'm like i'm pretty sure it's like one way but you know i love you and it's fine because all i want to do is stare at your face and be you you know who? You know who's a very worthy. Sometimes you just uh, you take the words right up. I don't know what to say. I don't. Have, I have no follow up to this. Just stop okay. being creepy. That's I am my not embarrassed by myself when it's a girl crush. You can do anything with your girl crush. You Joe the was demoralizing. Colorful bats, Ashley.
Like, <laughs> this isn't just a girl crush thing. Oh, that was, I know, I know. And I've grown up so much since I was 20 years old. I was a very immature 20-year-old. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. I would love to talk about girl crushes and boy crushes all day long with you, Ashley. This would be a ton of fun for me. I'm, I'm having a blast with it. But our listeners want to hear our next segment. But before our next segment, we have one of our very special, one of our very favorite sponsors to talk about. It is FabFitFun. You know FabFitFun. It sends you the latest in beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness every single season. All products are full size, and you pay only $49.99 each season, but there's a guaranteed value of at least $200 worth of merch per box per season. It's so nuts. Some of the items that you're going to get in this editor's box includes Summer and Rose Black Foldover Clutch. I actually went into the FabFitFun office last week and I got to play around with some of these new products. And this foldover clutch is actually great because it's like a full pouch and it just folds over. So you can fit a lot of stuff in this very compact clutch. There's also a... uh, Himalayan pink salt kit for the bathtub. I love this because it kind of drains your body of all these toxins. And, you know, I'm like constantly thinking that I'm puffy. So this will get all that extra water out of my system because I'm a weirdo. It also comes with Anderson Lily body oil, a Sterling Forever wishbone necklace, amongst many other things. You can get all of this for just $49.99. But for you guys, our listeners are our wonderful, wonderful Almost Famous listeners, you're going to get it for even less. Go to FabFitFun.com and use your promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to get $10 off the editor's box. So you're going to get it for $39.99. So head over to FabFitFun.com and don't forget to use our promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. So we have our next guest. We're very excited to introduce him. He is everything but creepy. Uh, I don't think he would fanboy over anybody. He would keep his cool because he's got the coolest name on the street, Jack Stone. Who the heck are you? Uh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, what do, you want to, what do you want to know? You tell me. How do we know you, first off? Um, so I was on this last season of The Bachelorette with Rachel, and I was also on the season of Bachelor in Paradise. And you got the nickname Serial Killer. Why? <laughs> you know, um, I think, I mean, you guys probably know just as well as I do. I mean, certain things sometimes um, are portrayed not necessarily the way you really are on TV. I had one date with Rachel that came off kind of weird and awkward and kind of creepy. And I think the producers thought, let's, let's kind of make this into a thing. Um, I think if, if you were there and you were on that date with me, you would have been like, what? I mean, when you actually saw what, how it actually uh, looked on TV, it just was nothing like it was in real life. And mm-hmm. so I kind of chopped stuff up there, made it a little weird. And I think, you know, I guess at some point someone was like, hey, let's make this into a thing. So for the first couple of episodes of Bachelor in Paradise, that was kind of something that they try to play in into the narrative a little bit. Can I tell you about the creepiest thing or the saddest thing I've ever seen you do on TV? The saddest <laughs> thing to ever happen to anyone on TV. Okay, 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 go. <laughs> okay. Um, Rachel said, like, oh, no, don't kiss me. I don't want to k- give you my cold. 
And like that made me very squirmy because Oh, like cringeworthy. Yeah, because like I don't care. If I really like someone, I'd be like, go ahead and give me your cold. Isn't that amazing? And I actually said the same thing. I remember um, off camera being like, because that's all also, I mean, you guys understand how it works just as well as I do. I mean, there's a lot of sort of pressuring going on behind the scenes. Um, I mean, to be, you know, quite honest, I mean, I wasn't 100% into Rachel either, but I was trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, make the best out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and try and, you know, see what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm having producers say, hey, make a move, do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if producers were telling her something else also. Um, mm-hmm. But I know it came off super awkward. And, I mean, you got to understand how, I mean, being in that position myself and watching that back, I mean, it's harder for me to watch it than it is anyone else because I just I know bet. That'd be who, tough. Who, who, who <laughs> I, I would not want that. Yeah, I would not like that. So, yeah, so it was just pretty pretty crazy experience to go through, um, as you guys know. I mean, Ashley, I know you're not crying every single day in real life, right? No, not most. <laughs> okay, well, well, good. So you understand. I mean, it's just it's one of those things that, um, truthfully, I was just so shocked the way it came out at the end of the day. So, um, oh, believe me, we get it. I came back from my first season of The Bachelor, and I told my entire family and friends that I was going to be, like, this cool, chill girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen, not that different from my story. I was actually filming in Paradise when that awkward scene was airing mm-hmm. on The Bachelorette. And uh. I was actually having all the producers tell me, hey, I saw it. You know, it looked great. Like, you're going to love it. Everything looked awesome. Like, <laughs> people are going to love you. I'm, I, I, I am not joking. And, 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 and I, I kind of had a way of finding out what actually happened. And someone kind of spilled the beans with me. And <laughs> they're telling me, hey, dude, it really didn't go well. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even, like, it's not good. So you can imagine how I feel. I'm already in paradise. I'm thinking, how the hell do I get out of this in one piece? I can already tell, like, you know, they're going to try and keep this narrative going of, like, Jack's an awkward guy or creepy guy. And, you know, it's hard because you know who you are and you know who your friends and family think you are and you know who, you know, people that really matter in your life think you are. And yet you're being portrayed as something entirely different on national television. So, I mean, at that point it was like, let's, try and roll with the punches here and make the best out of it and and see if I can come out in one piece. I actually got home and all my friends and family were just like, I mean, you can imagine like I had buddies coming up to me and calling me and be like, dude, what happened? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, who are you? What was that? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can always say the genius of editing and, and mixing things up and putting people in scenarios that are not natural. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they can kind of, do almost anything they want to do. Here's the deal. So to get out of editing, okay, because the easy outlet is always let's blame editing, okay? But I got to ask you, so let's clear it up with all listeners. Are you creepy or are you not? <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, like, let's take a step back. It's television. I mean, at the end of the day. No, no, no. I'm asking you personally. As no, a human. Check. I just then, admitted that I can be very creepy when I give the Jonas Brothers very, colorful very, bags. Very confidently said. Ashley, very confidently said, I can be very creepy, and the, my celebrity crushes are extremely creeped out by me. So, <laughs> Jack Stone. I will, I will tell you 
I, I am the least creepy guy you'll ever meet. So you can imagine. Ah, uh, come on, man. We can't say that. That's like me. me like, you can't say that you're the least creepy guy. Like, I would yeah. say I'm, like, borderline creepy. Like, some people might think I'm creepy. Others think I'm not. Ben, when you do the I'm, hickey, like, I'm not, a little creepy. Yeah, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, Wait, what do you, hunting around. What do you do? The higgy. A yeah, dance, dance that he is. does that looks I like he's this. that thing that blows up outside of a car dealership. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, I have very loose hips. Um, very loose hips and and a very flexible tor- torso. And so my thought process is why not use that to my advantage, right? Um, ben, I say use what you got. Yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. right. So, Jack, let me ask this question again, because I, I, I think if you say you're, it's like uh, we, we, we have this uh, person right now that we know, all know very well that claims, you know, I am the least humble person you would ever be. Nobody that's humble ever says that they're humble. Okay. <laughs> so, Jack Stone, are you creepy? No. Okay. Oh, my answer. God. We're getting Dude, nowhere I'm, with this man. Are you a lawyer? I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. It was, the, it was the craziest thing for me to see the way that that played out. Yeah. Craziest thing. But, you know, it is what it is. It happened. Definitely not me. I mean, if you were to talk to Rachel or any of my friends or family or any of the guys that actually know me on the show, they'd be like, yeah, that's, that's definitely not Jack. Jack Stone, uh, who's your celebrity crush? <laughs> um, you know what? Um. I'm just what, saying, I'm going to no, I'm going to go Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay, that's good. Can I one. say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah you um, can say whatever you like on this I, podcast. I, We're I, free I, uh, game. I got I got contacted by one of the producers for the Tonight Show not too long ago and um and he actually tweeted out at me and he and I just kind of started messaging each other, super cool guy. And he was like, "Hey, if you're ever in town, like, you know, let me know, I'll hook you up to some backstage pass and, you know, show you around." I'm like, oh, "Awesome." So, my dad lives in New York. I went up there um and brought some family members and they got us like you know these vip passes and they roped off some seats for us and they're like hey jack jimmy really wants to meet you at the end of the show he's like i mean i honestly i mean i'm just gonna say this i lost my i mean it was the coolest experience i've ever had i mean everything was worth it at that point i mean it was like pretty cool experience jimmy comes up after the show and i think i hugged him like six times um, such, you such, and Ashley have a lot in common. <laughs> he is such a good dude. He is he such is. a good guy, and and he honestly, like, I'm not making this up. And he probably says this to everybody because for sure this isn't true. But he 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 gives me a hug and he goes, "I'm a big fan of yours." No, 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 Jack. I actually had the coolest experience about a year ago. I was at something and a fan came up to me and she goes, "Okay, weird." Ran into Jimmy Fallon on the street yesterday, and we talked about you. And I'm like, You're kidding. What? And she goes, Yeah, like I knew that he loved Bachelor in Paradise, so we started talking about it. And then <laughs> I go, Ashley Eyes, my favorite. And then Jimmy Fallon, in his Jimmy Fallon voice, goes, Oh my God, I love Ashley Eye. And I was like, Oh my God, my That's life amazing. is complete. Yeah, it's, I mean, who would have guessed that Jimmy Fallon is watching? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's never talked about me, but I did hear earlier that January Jones did, and so I'm still kind of uh, riding high on that one. Dude, it's all worth it. I mean, you know what? Check that off the list. That's pretty cool. No, yeah. it's pretty cool that you got to go backstage and that, like, he's a fan. That's really cool. That is such a cool thing, right, that you both get to meet your celebrity crushes or the people that you admire the most, um, all from this crazy little show that we all did and that we all have in common with. 
Um, so see, if, if love doesn't happen, at least some really cool opportunities exist, and life just gets a little bit more interesting post-bachelor I, world. I, I think that's right. You know, isn't it nuts that, you know, you go on a show like this and, you know, truthfully, and I'm the first person to say this, and you guys can feel free to disagree with me, but, I mean, no one that goes on any of these shows has done anything particularly, like, you know, amazing. No one saved a life or did anything crazy ben like that. Ben saves lives all the time. Ben actually does probably save lives, but outside of Ben, on national Only in my superhero costume. <laughs> and, and, yet and my people, me undies. People think it's such an amazing thing. <laughs> but, I mean, no one's really done anything. I mean, it, you know, people definitely, it, whatever, for whatever reason, it resonates with people. People really love meeting people from this franchise. Um, and, I mean, it's definitely a out-of-this-world experience for sure. Well, Jack, uh, I'm glad we got to meet you, and I'm glad that you came on this podcast. We appreciate it, man. And uh, please come back anytime. You no longer can be a part of the Who the Heck Are You podcast because we now know who you are. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, you guys are awesome. Ben, by the way, I think you were the first – I think it was the first episode of this franchise I ever watched was your season. So full circle here. This is pretty And then you decided to do it. So me. I would say, uh, hey, You're my celebrity season. crush. Hey, that a boy. Hey. Thanks, <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good one, ma'am. All right. Thanks, guys. Y'all take care. Well, you know, we may not be saving lives, but we are saving some people's skin because we tell them about BioClarity. And finding the right skin routine is key because it boosts your confidence. And that is very important. BioClarity is delivered straight to you, and it is an easy, twice-daily, three-step system that's natural. It's without harsh chemicals. BioClarity helps maintain clear skin that makes you feel confident and ready to take on your day. It is suitable for all skin types, and it is dermatologist-developed, tested, and recommended. BioClarity is also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and gluten-free and paraben-free. It's a three-step system to clear skin. First, you're going to cleanse with a rich foaming cleanser that gently removes dirt, oil, and environmental pollutants. Then you're going to treat with this stuff that's going to penetrate your pores and attack the bacteria that causes acne and clears up your skin. Then you're going to restore with the Restore Gel and leave your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That is a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code FAMOUS. They have new packaging. It may not look like the same BioClarity, but it is, and it is an acne treatment that actually works. So head over to BioClarity.com and plug in our code FAMOUS. Ashley, the other night, I uh, uh, was actually right after this, po- uh, yeah, was after this podcast, I went home. And I was was all alone in my house, and I had a little time. So I've been getting some, uh, like, skincare products into the house. And so what I did is I bioclarity my face, um, and then I found a mud mask. And so uh-huh. by myself watching baseball on television, <laughs> I put a mud mask on. I've never done that before in my life. I've never had one. I tell you what, for the last week, I can't stop touching my face. It really? Is really? Not, I, I'm so smooth. My pores are so clear. Um, I, my skin feels like it can breathe again. So I have to thank BioClarity and the Mud Mask, which doesn't sponsor the podcast, so I'm not mentioning their name. If you want to, please contact us. Um, but the two of those things together really make me feel nice. I'm so glad that like you had such a good self-health day that you just you know, <laughs> relax, watch your game. you got to take care of yourself sometimes. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. So to close up the podcast today, we have one more email to talk about. Um, and this is from Deborah. 
I'm just going to read this through. I haven't read this yet. I just got it sent to me. Um, so I'm going to read it on, on air here. It says, from Deborah, hi, Ben and Ashley. Both of you really struck a chord with me in last week's podcast when answering questions. If a guy really likes you, then he will ask you out. I would really be interested on your thoughts on this. Is it always really that black and white? Are guys really that bold? And if there is a hesitation on their part, what can women do to encourage the asking out or help let it be known that you're interested? My experience has really been the opposite of this statement. It caused me to do the asking to coffee, and I still feel like I get shunned for doing that. Am I doing something wrong? Thank you so much. And I love listening. Deborah. Here's the deal. Last week we talked a little bit, if you didn't listen, about kind of the roles in a relationship and, and if the guy should ask the girl out or if the guy really likes her, should he ask her out or should the girl ask the guy out. So Deborah's asking, is she doing something wrong in pursuing the people she's interested in? My thoughts on this might be different than others, but I would say no. If you're interested in somebody, um, go for it. No matter what sex you are, go for it. it you know, it would be great. If the guys could be bold, if you could find that man to really come up to you and say, okay, here's the deal. I think you're beautiful. You're stunning. You've caught my attention. And I don't know if you have a boyfriend or not, but if you don't, I would love to take you out and just spend a little bit of time with you. That would be a great thing if guys had the confidence to do that. I'm telling you, a lot of them don't. And so sometimes it needs to be help from both ways. That's my response, Deborah. Keep doing you. Um, I don't think you're failing. And at some point you're going to find the right guy. Ashley, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I think it was really a question that I would have liked to ask you too, <laughs> but you're saying that not all guys really do ask you out, even if they want to. And I learned this firsthand, um, just by being friends with Dean. Dean told me that he has never once asked a girl out. He has never, he'll never ask them to hang out. He'll like, he will s never assume that they are into him. He needs to be like totally convinced by the woman that they are into him first before he does anything. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if that should be the case. Like there's obviously something there that Dean's a little afraid of, right? Is it rejection? If it's his own confidence, if it's not feeling uh, worthy to date that person or not. Um, but I think I would just have to imagine that when you meet somebody and you know, Hey, this person seems special to me. That at that moment, something would happen inside of you to say, I can't miss this moment. I can't let this person walk away from me. I have to say something. And I've had that happen to me before, right? I mean, I remember even in college and in high school when, you know, I was really excited about finding, finding a girlfriend and really wanted to find that, that person to date. I remember going, like, different places around town and seeing, like, the most beautiful person walk past me and not say anything. And just that kind of letdown, like, man, I, I wish I was more confident. I wish I would have said something. I've had moments like that in public, too, where it's just like, give him your number. Give him your number. And I just can't do it. No. Ugh. Well, here's the deal. So, Deborah, um, my advice is I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I don't know if there's a wrong and right way to do this. I think the best way to do it is to continue to be confident, to never, um, never settle. And never get down on yourself, right? I mean, people have rejected me many times, rejected Ashley many times. I'm sure as you go through this dating life, rejection happens to everybody. Um, so just keep staying strong. And one day, I hope for you that a guy will come up to you, grab your face at a coffee shop and say, I got to kiss you because I can't let this pass. So with, with that... This is another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. Next week, here's the deal. We have a special guest, Julia Kinney. Um, she just did Marriage Boot Camp. 
reality stars. She uh, she might have found love on that show. We don't know yet, so let's ask her about it. Uh, in The Bachelor news, Ari's first promo came out. It was released. I watched it. I don't think you learned anything from it. Um, with that, hey, everybody, it's been a lot of fun. This is the off season, and we know that they're, uh, you know, during the season uh, of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you all are very excited to kind of get the recaps of the show. But Ashley and I are having so much fun with this, we just don't want to stop. So if you keep listening to us, we'd really appreciate it. Um, share with your friends. Uh, if you have topics, please send it into our email. Ashley, what's our email? It is Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. So write us an email, give us a review, uh, send us a tweet. We appreciate you for all that you do. Thanks to our sponsors today FabFitFun, BioClarity, Saucy, and Me Undies. Hey, this has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. And I've been Ashley. See you later. Bye. Peace out. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.